0: You're listening to a sermon from Darabin Presbyterian Church. Visit us online for more resources or to get in touch.
1: Reading from John 11, verses 1 to 44. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister, Martha. Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go.
0: Great, I'm Pete, lovely to see you. Let's pray. Father God, watch over us this day as we hear your word, we pray that you'd speak to us and draw us to yourself. In Jesus' name, Amen. Listen to Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe that? You may be here for the first time today, you may be exploring Christianity, you may be wanting to know what it is to be a Christian. Listen to Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe it? You may be here this afternoon feeling bored, empty, Numb, looking for life. Listen to Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. You may be here today because this is your community. This is your family. This is a place where you identify as a Christian. Listen to Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe him? I am the resurrection and the life. This is what Jesus asked you to believe, to take the heart. And if you take this to heart, if you believe this, your life will change radically. You will stop living for now. You will stop looking for life and love in all the wrong places. You will stop using sex and alcohol to have a sense of being alive. You will no longer feel dead inside, but you'll begin to live. You will stop wanting to be somebody and find some rest. You'll become a more generous person. You'll become a more loving person. You'll begin to forgive your enemies. You'll give up your small ambitions and join God in his mission to pour his life and love into the world. Listen to Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe him? Today I want to explore three things with you. What Jesus said, why believe it, what it means for you. So let's start with what Jesus said. Jesus, I think, says three things. Let me break it down. First he says, I am. Two simple words but incredibly significant. When God introduces himself to Moses in the Old Testament, he says to Moses, I am. That's what you are to say to the people of Israel. I am. When God introduces himself to Isaiah, Chapter 44. He says, I am the first and the last. There is no God but me. So when Jesus says, I am, he's deliberately echoing the way God identifies himself in the Old Testament. And he says, I am in John's gospel often. Two examples from chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus says, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. In verse 58 chapter 8 Jesus says very truly I tell you before Abraham was I am. When Jesus says I am he's identifying himself and he's reaching out to you. He is giving you himself. Second, Jesus says, I am the resurrection. Now, you may find the words ambiguous, but Jesus tells you what he means. He says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Absolutely liberating. He's not talking about some shadowy existence after death. But an embodied life. There is not one particle of you that God will throw in the trash. Okay, put your hands up. Who here remembers John Howard? Oh, isn't that wonderful to see? It must be a slightly older audience, because when I was a younger man, John Howard was the Prime Minister of Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine that. (laughs) John Howard was recently interviewed for a book by Greg Sheridan. The book is God is Good for You. Greg Sheridan asked John, what do you think about life after death? This is what John Howard said, I'm not entirely sure. I have a general hope that there is something after life. That in some general way, you have contact with your parents. Hmm. Now, dare I say it, that is in Christianity. A Christian says, Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus will give me a better body, a body that will never decay or die. God's plan for me, for us, for you is a physical existence. No weakness, no sickness, no aging, no decay, no pain, no sin. Lastly, Jesus says, I am life. What's the worst thing about life? Death. Death kills everything, everybody. You can't stop it. And there's a violence to death. It always leaves a mark on the living. You feel beaten up, wounded. You bleed. In 2011, my mum was told that she had six weeks to live. For the first month or so, her health was okay. But then she declined rapidly. We spent the last week of mum's life with her talking about her faith in Jesus, talking about the way she looked forward to going home. We were holding her when she breathed her last breath. Later, two men from the funeral parlour arrived. Fifteen minutes later, they walked out with a bag a big plastic bag my mum was in the bag incredibly confronting overwhelming what's the worst thing about life it's death it kills everyone kills the people you love but jesus message is i am stronger than death I have life, not just a life that goes on, but a full life, a full life. Let that sink in. There is no death in God. Listen, selfishness, that brings death. Bitterness, that brings death. Malice and hate brings death. Lying brings death. There is no death in God, no darkness in God, only light. God enjoys life to the full because God enjoys a beautiful life of love. God is Trinity, a loving family of three, Father, Son, and Spirit. The Father, Son, and Spirit have absolutely everything in common and for eternity have shared life and love with each other. The triune God is perfect, complete, whole, perfectly happy. The life of the triune God is absolutely full of, And he wants to share it with you, to fill you. I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe Jesus? Why should you? What reasons might there be to believe what he said? I think it's all in one word here. In this story, it's Lazarus. Lazarus in this story is dead. But Jesus gives him life. Jesus says, I am life, and demonstrates it by giving life to a dead man. Have you seen the film Night at the Museum? Come on, put up your hands, admit. Look at that. Most of the people who've seen it, by the way, let me suggest this gently. I mean, it looks like parents. I'm a parent. It's one of the reasons why I've watched the film. Night at him. Ben Stiller. Anyway, this, the film. Ben Stiller writes about Larry. Ben goes to uh, get a job at the Museum of Natural History. He turns up for the interview. He gets asked some questions. He's offered the job. Good one. It looks like a boring job, by the way. That night, everything in the museum, his first night on the job at night, that night, everything comes alive. The skeleton, the giant skeleton of Tyrannosaurus Rex, Rexy, comes alive and chases him around the museum. Absolutely crazy. Now, why does everything come to life in the film? It's the golden tablet of Akhenaten Ra. Does anybody think it really happened? Put your hand up if you think it really happened. Okay, it's it's a film. Did the story of Lazarus really happen? Let me draw your attention to four things in the story. And if you've got a Bible or you've got a phone, you can check them out with me. First, after he raises Lazarus from death, Jesus suddenly becomes really popular. You see that in verse 45. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Second, Religious leaders come together immediately to discuss what they must now do. You see that in verse 47. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. See, the religious leaders seem to think that Jesus is now too popular. His popularity will bring the Roman rulers, give them a reason to crush them, to attack them, destroy their culture. But this is not just a sudden popularity. The religious leaders are convinced, let me suggest, and this becomes clear when you look at the larger story, that Jesus is a dangerous magician giving people a wrong message about God, about who God is, selling people a dangerous lie. What happens at the tomb when Jesus raises Lazarus, what happened in the end cost Jesus his life? See, look at verse 53. So from that day, they plotted to take his life. Because Lazarus is alive, people want Jesus dead. Within a few weeks, Jesus is dead. He's killed on what we call Good Friday. The following Sunday... Mary goes to the tomb where Jesus' body is laid. She finds that the stone has been rolled away. The tomb is empty. Later, she tells the disciples, I have seen the Lord. A month later, Peter stands up in Jerusalem makes a staggering public announcement. This is what he said. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. What's the worst thing about life? Death. Death kills everybody, everything, but there is one person who is stronger than death. One person who has life. One person who can give you a full Life. It's Jesus. There is evidence, strong, clear eyewitness testimony. Testimony that he raised not only Lazarus, but that he came back from death himself. The evidence, let me suggest tells you unequivocally that Jesus is Lord. So, listen to Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. What does it mean for you? Death is killing you in at least two ways. The first is physical. I mean, look at me. I have no hair and the little I have is grey. Why? My body is dying. Death is killing me. Your body is dying and you know it. Death is killing you in two ways. One is physical and the other, let me suggest, is spiritual. Your life is falling apart. Selfishness brings death. Bitterness brings death. Malice brings death. Lying brings death. Your life isn't full. And you know that. Are you like Lazarus? Your relationship with God may be dead. You may be trying now to live without Jesus. You may be dead spiritually. If so, obey the voice of Jesus. Come out. Come to me. I am the resurrection and the life. You may be like Mary. You're here today feeling half alive. You may be feeling empty, bored, numb. Obey Jesus. Come to me. I am. I enjoy life to the full. Let me fill you. Are you like Peter? You may be here today because this is your community, your church. You're here to catch up with friends. If so, say with Peter, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Messiah. Say that to a world that's desperately looking for life. Listen to Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. If you believe this, it'll change the way you live. You'll stop living for now. Stop looking for life in the wrong places. Stop using sex and alcohol to find life, to feel alive. You will no longer feel dead inside but begin to live. You'll stop wanting to be somebody but find rest. You'll become a more generous person, a more loving person. You'll give up your small ambitions and join God in his mission to flood the world with his life and love. What do you need to do on a cold day? You need to warm yourself near a fire. What do you need to do on a hot day if you want to be wet? You need to get into the water. What do you need to do if you want life and joy? You must get close to the only person that has them. You need to get into Jesus. Let me pray. Almighty God, Father, Son and Spirit, watch over all this. Speak to us and draw us to yourself. Help us to believe Jesus' words. I am the resurrection and the life. And in his name we pray. Amen.